Man, I feel good. I think we can go home right now. That's, that's good. So uh, we ended last week with uh, me laying out, uh, listen, this is the kind of person you want passion. This is where we go to. And uh, I said, listen, this is how you find them, or I can show you how to find them. And then I said, okay, I'll do that this week. And so that's what we're back to do. Uh, what did we discover last week? What were some of the pieces of the puzzle that we discovered last week? Well, one is that, uh, that men, your honey is your strength. It's, it's that you, you have an adventure that you're going on. You're inviting her to come on that venture, adventure. And at the, at the core of that adventure is Christ. And you will invite her to come on that adventure committed to, promising, signing everything away that you will give all of your strength to provide and protect and cherish her. Ladies, your strength is in your beauty. And that you, you also want to go on an adventure, but you're looking for a man who's on an adventure who would give all of his strength to you to provide, protect, and cherish you. And that's where passion grows from. One of the core pieces that we discovered, I, I said it earlier, is that lust, although it feels just like passion in the moment, it leaves us empty. But passion... Although it may feel like lust in the moment, it leaves us fulfilled. And so we're going to start this journey. How do you find the right one? Where do, you, where do you go? What do you do? How do you find the right one? It's impossible. There's none left. There's nobody out there like that. And so let's find out what God has to say. We're going to start with a super simple principle, just like always. We're going to go see, find some principles in the Bible, and then we're going to apply them to this situation. Psalm 119 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? How can a young man keep his way pure? By the way, message isn't about this, but it's absolutely true. Purity and passion go hand in hand, hand, in hand together. The purer, the more powerful the passion. The purer, the more powerful the passion. Well, how can he keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word, according to God's word. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. So it's in God's Word. It's following God's Word. It's finding out what God says. And not only that, I'm going to memorize it so I have it with me when I, when I take on the world. Psalm 119, 5-6a says, Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. May I develop a lifestyle where I keep your statutes. May I develop a life where I am consistent in my character so I keep your statutes. May I have such a character that my life is marked by the fact that I keep your statutes. Then I will not be ashamed. Then I will not be ashamed. That's actually what you're after, guys. That's what you're after. For so many of you, you have taken on the dating world. You have dated and you are now either so ashamed. I'm not just talking physically. You're ashamed. You made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. To the point that you're convinced there's no one out there to even make a good decision with. Or you're married. And you're ashamed. You, you are in a position where you're like, how did I get here? This is... 
This is not what I dreamed of. This is turning into a nightmare. How did this happen? The Bible says, Oh, that my ways be established to keep your statutes, then I shall not be ashamed. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to end up. So, God's word is the foundation. Character is the foundation. So, in this interaction with dating, how do I find out? How do I find out what the other person's like? How do I know? How do I know? how do I keep from making foolish decision after foolish decision after How do I not only not end up where I ended up? How do I not end up like my friend and the other person I know and this other person? How how do I do this? Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Which, by the way, what you're looking for is a wise person versus a foolish person. What you're looking for is someone who is wise versus someone who is a scoffer. You're looking for someone you can trust. You can trust a wise person. Do not reprove a scoffer. He will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. How do you, how do you find out if someone's trustworthy, pain. Pain. Which, by the way, this is one of the principles I'm going to introduce today. I find it very interesting, and I really noticed it actually with my own children. And so their generation going forward, they hate pain. They hate pain, especially in relationships. They were always trying to figure out how to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, how to be in a relationship and never get hurt. Always trying to figure that out. It was, it was the number one thing, it was the strategy. We can't be getting hurt, and I don't want them getting hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. <clears throat> then you'll end up with a fool. It is really that simple. How do you discover if someone is a scoffer? You run into conflict, and you deal with the conflict. See, if you reprove a wise man, he will love you. If you point out to a wise man, hey, that does not really in line with what God says, he will love you. If you do that to a scoffer, he will hate you. The way of a fool seems right. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. What's that do with dating? This has everything to do with dating. This is what dating is about. Dating is to find out if this person is wise in his own eyes. If this woman is wise in her own eyes, does she really trust herself? Does he really trust himself? If he does, they are a fool. And a fool never has character when it counts. See, you can have incredible passion, I'm mean, sorry, you can have incredible lust with a fool. You can have amazing times with a fool, but you can't have passion. It will seem so good in the moment, but it will end empty. You're looking for the person who doesn't trust themselves. You're looking for the person who's learning and growing and changing. And then Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise will be wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. This goes back to ashamed. 
He who walks with the wise will not be ashamed. He who is a companion of fools will be ashamed and will suffer harm. The first, thing I, first couple of things I want you to grab a hold of is this. There is God's word, there's God's way, and then there's your way. There's God's word and God's way, and there's your way. God's word and God's way is all about discovering the wise. It's all about, wait a minute, does this guy have character? Does this woman have character? Or do they trust themselves? Because if they trust themselves, you will be ashamed. It's only a matter of time before the passion will die. Or it's only going to be based on lust and never even get to passion. So, here's a simple principle uh, that leads, it's going to lead us to our big idea. Lust blinds us from wisdom. Lust blinds us from wisdom. Which means that 90% of all the love songs you've ever listened to are wrong. They are poison. They are leading you down the wrong road. The idea is, listen, we hung out together, we touched each other, we were in each other's presence, and we just fell in love. It was awesome. It felt so good. But the truth is, lust blinds you to what you're, what you're after. If you lead with lust, you're going to be blinded. You're never going to find that person you're looking for. You're going to end up being shamed. You're going to go in the wrong direction. There's God's way, and then there's your way. So we're going to take a, a quick look. I want to introduce you to a guy named Samson. Um, you may have heard the name Samson and Delilah. You may have seen a movie about it here or there. But uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty amazing story. Samson was a Nazarite, which mean, means he had taken a vow. And one of the vows was that uh, he would not drink alcohol. Another vow was that he would not touch anything that was dead. And the third vow was that he would not ever cut his hair. And Samson had God's presence, and God's presence was bestowed on Samson in such a way that he was superhuman. He was incredibly strong. He was stronger than anyone around them. And the, the Israelites, of whom he was, were at war with the Philistines. And the Philistines, uh, their whole goal was to get rid of Samson because he kept either uh, making fools of them or defeating them in war in some way or another. And Samson's weakness, one of his weaknesses, was lust. Women. Beautiful women. And so he, uh, he's... Going through uh, uh, the Philistines, or he's in the Philistine countryside, and he sees Delilah, and he wants Delilah. And he tells his parents, I want Delilah, that's the one I want. And they're like, no, 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 why don't, you just, why don't you marry this sweet little Jewish girl? He's like, no, 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 I want Delilah. That's what I want. And so he goes to be with Delilah, and then the, this happens. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorak. Sorak, sounds a little bit like Star Wars, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, If you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him, each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. A lot of money. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, 
tell me the secret of your great strength. Now, what do you think she used to say that to him? What do you think is her greatest power? What did she use to say that to him? She used her beauty. Not just her physical beauty. She used all of her beauty. She used her eyes and her voice and her attitude and her touch. She used it all. Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Now, this is amazing, right? This is amazing. This guy goes on a date with this girl, and she tells him right up front, I mean right up front, I'm here for me and only me, and I only love you because of me. What do you think? And he goes, that sounds good. I, I like that idea. Now, before we go through the rest of the story, how many of you have done the exact same thing? What's lust looking for? First and foremost, it's looking for physical beauty or strength. I mean, you have on your phone the ability to look at multiple pictures of people and actually rate them based on their, you don't know them at all. It's entirely based on their, their appearance, right? The second thing is their money. Do they have money? But it's not do they have character with their money. It's not if they're a servant with their money. It's do they have money? Do they have bling? Do they, do they show themselves to be powerful with their money? And then there's popularity or prestige. And then there's what we call chemistry. That's where when I'm in your presence, I feel really good. And if you haven't noticed, you tend to feel really good in the presence of really good-looking people. Do you remember? Do you remember being in kindergarten? Maybe it was a little later for the rest of you. I started in kindergarten. Surveying the class. Chris Sadler. Holy moly. Chris Sadler was the prettiest girl in class. Now, why in the world did I want to be with Chris Sadler and not some other girl? I always picked the prettiest one I wanted to be with. And you know what? She made me feel good. I had chemistry with Chris Sadler. Chris Sadler never seemed to understand chemistry with me, but I always had chemistry with Chris Sadler. So here he is. He's, she's, she's told him. And so then he says, well, this is what you do. You just uh, tie me up with uh, bow strings and that have never been used, and I'll lose my strength. So she, bought, she ties them up with bow strings. And in the middle of the night, they come to get him, and she goes, hey, they're here to get you. And he wakes up and breaks the bow strings, and he's good. And she goes to him, oh, honey, 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 baby, 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 you're making a fool out of me. You're making a fool out of me. Would you please tell me the truth? Please, please tell me the truth. He goes, you know, 
all right, this is what you do. You take, you take my hair and you weave my hair into a, a, in, in, in with other fabric, and then I'll lose my strength. Same exact story. They come to get him. She goes, hey, wake up. They've come to get you. He wakes up and breaks all of that, and he's, he, he's, he's fine. No problem. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Oh, you made a fool out of me. You made such a fool out of me. Now, at this point, you've got to be thinking, what woman would, what man would stay with that woman? You've stayed with people that cheated on you before. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. You're dating someone who's looking at pictures of somebody else. And you go out on a date with them again. How does that happen? Lust always blinds you as to who you are and as to who they are. That's how it happens. And your lust may be, may be a totally different list than the list I gave you today, but that's how it happens. You're seeking something from them, and you think they can give it to you. And you, you're blind. So eventually, he tells them, it's in my hair. And so they cut off his hair, and he loses his strength. They poke out his eyes, they send him to prison. He was ashamed. He had God's way and his way. And he repeatedly chose his way. So here's our big idea. Dating God's way reveals your character and opens your eyes to the true character of others. Dating God's way opens your eyes to, the true, to your character and to the true character of others. Any other way blinds you to both. If you can't find joy without them, you cannot find joy with them. If you can't find joy without them, you can't find joy with them. Lust is, I need you to complete me. Makes a great song. But leads to a shame. I need you to fill this hole that I have in my heart. I need you. If you can't have joy, if you can't find joy, if you can't figure out how to be complete without them, you cannot find joy with them. Now, just so you know, some people learn this lesson before they get married and some people learn this lesson after they get married. It's much better to learn it before you get married. It's very difficult and painful after. It's painful beforehand too, but it's really painful after you get married. So how do you do this? What are the things? I've got three things that you need to do. Here's three, three things to be able to date God's way. Number one, trust the right person. Trust the right person. Who should you trust? Who should I trust? How, who do I trust? Do I, do I trust him? Do I trust my friend? Do I trust my life group? Do I trust Oprah? Who do I trust? How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. You trust God's word. Now, the next thing I'm going to tell you is going to save a number of you and maybe make some of you mad. 
You trust God's principles, not new revelation. What is new revelation? New revelation is God, should I pray? Should I marry this one? Should I date this one? Is this the person? Is this the one? God, tell me if this is the one. If this is the one, I just need to feel some peace. I need to feel some peace. Ooh, I feel peace. Ooh, I feel peace. Am I saying you should never pray about it? I'm not saying you should never pray about it. Don't pray about it until after you found two of them. You're like, I found two people with amazing character. Amazing. I could marry either one of them and I would not be ashamed. God, I don't know which one. Then you can pray. But before that, before that, I might be getting carried away here. But before that, if you find one who actually has that kind of character, good grief, marry him fast. Do not let them get away. And number two, if you haven't found someone that has that character, there's, don't pray. The answer is no. It, it's simply no. So you trust God's way. And the, the next thing I want you to understand is he never lies. He never lies. And in the dating world, when you're so emotional and you're so caught up in all of this and you're so convinced that your heart is going to die if you don't get married, if you don't find somebody to be with. It's, and it's real. I understand that it's really, really real. I know it's real. But it's a lie. You're not going to die. And that person is not going to make your life great. That's not going to happen. Jesus always, always, always tells you the truth. And he always wants to lead you to a place where you're not ashamed. He wants to lead you not to lust. He wants to lead you to passion. Where you can experience a relationship that emotionally and spiritually and physically you become one and it is passionate and fulfilling. There's not another way besides God's way. So, that's number one. Number two, you be the right person. You be the right person. How do you find the right person? Well, first of all, you've got to be the right person. Otherwise, when you find the right person, they have to say no to you. That's pretty good math. I want you to think that through. Well, certainly, I mean, I can sort of kind of move my way toward being the right person. I don't have to be the right person right now. Can't we just kind of get there? No. 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 If the other person who you want to follow Christ and you want them to give you your beauty or you, their beauty, you want them to give you their strength, they have to say no to you if you don't become the right person first. And if you don't become the right person per, first, you're going to operate from lust and therefore you will be blinded about who you are and who they are. So, how do you do that? Oh, that my ways be established to keep your statutes. There's God's way, there's my way. I'm going to do it God's way. And so this is what you do. This is the principle of the whole message. This is the principle of the whole message. You ready? This is the principle of the whole message. When you date as a woman, you date as though you're married to that person. You don't go halfway. You go all the way. You don't protect yourself. You don't try to keep from getting hurt. 
You don't play the game of, well, I'll just, you know, maneuver this and maneuver that, and I'll make this work this way, and I'll make this work that way. No. Sorry, guys, I missed a piece. i got to back up a second. What's ashamed? I have two pictures of what ashamed is. Ashamed is, number one, when a couple walks in and the guy is loud and he's strong, you can tell he's got strength. You can tell he's even a leader. But he walks in and is very, very, very clear that he is the center of his life. Or that the, his children are the center of his life. And his wife is just an add-on. She's there, but her voice doesn't matter. She doesn't really matter. She's just there to be part of his orbit. That's ashamed. Here's the second picture. Wife walks in. And you can tell she's strong. Got a strong personality. She's got strong. And he walks in. But he never stops looking at the floor. And the reason he never stops looking at the floor is because she is in control. She learned very young, you don't ever need a man. And don't ever depend on a man. And don't you ever submit to a man. He'll just hurt you. And so she's got exactly what she always wanted. She's entirely in control. And he had an adventure at one time. But he gave up on it a long time ago. And he had strength at one time. It's actually still in there somewhere. She's just, she's just beat him down. Now, how did that happen? That happened because along the way, he and she said, we're going to do this our way. And when they dated, their looks or their personality or their money or their popularity all communicated, wow, that person is on an adventure and we're together. And when we're together, I feel great. So must be they're going to take care of me. Or wow, she's so passionate. I love how passionate she is. I love being around her. It's just so much fun. And wow, when we have sex, it's amazing. And so this is going to be great. But all you, all you did was blind yourself to who you were and to who they were. And so after five years of marriage, you're ashamed. There's no passion left. It, you're broken. Now, how does a man find out what kind of a man he is and if he's ready to get married and if he has strength? Well, when you date, you lead do not hide what your adventure is. Share what your adventure is. Well, she might not like it, and she might not want to be, go, go with me, and she might think it's silly. You need to find that out now. You need to find that out right now. You need to lead. Well, what, if I don't really, what if I'm not really a leader? You need to find that out right now and grow.
Because the truth is, you've been created by God, and you do have strength. And if you'll connect with God, that strength will begin to come out. Ladies, you build him. The Bible says you submit to him. And if you want to, if you want to find a man who will lead you and love you, and, and by the way, guys, I, I have not traveled the entire earth. I've read a lot, and I've, I've talked to a lot of you. Every woman wants the man to lead her spiritually. Everyone. Without fail, every woman wants that man to lead her spiritually. How are you going to find out if he's going to lead you spiritually if you don't submit to him? You're like, well, no, when we get married, I'll submit to him, and then he'll lead me. No, he won't. The way you find out if a man can be trusted is you trust him, and then he hurts you. And then you go, ah, good. I'll be moving on. The way that you do this is you be the right person. You don't have a list of all these things like, oh, they, they got to be. Oh, no, no, they're not good enough. No, no, no. No. You be the right person first. Secondly, you obey first time. This is a super easy principle in dating. Obey first time. When you date, by your second date, usually halfway through your first date, something comes up where you're tempted to do something, where you're tempted to fake who you are. So they will stay with you. And it just grows and grows and grows and grows. You know what stops that? Obey first time. I can't do that. God says I can't. Wait, 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 wait. You mean, you mean you're like one of those freakazoids that would choose God over me? Yes. That's how you find out what they're like, and it's also how you find out what you're like. Because if you can't obey first time, do you really think you should get married and then have children where you're responsible to teach them to obey first time? Probably not. You want to grow in learning to obey first time, and dating is the greatest place in the world to do it. To be able to be honest about who you are and be honest about who they are Dating's a great time. And lastly, the, the, the next thing with this piece is do everything out in the open. Do everything out in the open. I'm going to say this twice, and uh, this is just a super simple. Um, this is how it works, guys. In dating, in terms of your physical relationship, I, I just want to give you permission. I mean total to permission to go wild. I mean do as much as you possibly want. You go at it, just as long as you do it right here in church with us. Just do it right here in church with us. Like, you just shoot, you be passionate. I don't even care if you're lustful, man. Go at it right here in church with us. Why? Because it's safe. If you do things in the open, not clubbing. Clubbing's not in the open. There's a reason why it's dark. Right? No. If you do things in the open, then you're going to do it God's way. Always in the light is God's way. In the dark is the opposite of God's way. So that's number one is trust the right person, Jesus. Number two, be the right person. Number three, expect them to be the right person. This is the one I think is the most amazing. Expect them to be the right person. This is where you actually do set a very, very high standard. And then you treat them that way. 
How does that work? What, what does that mean? It, well, I shared one of them last week. Ladies, oh, I want this guy to be a leader. I want him to have an adventure. That's what I want to do. Hey, you know, what do you, he says, hey, why don't you go out? Let's go out. Yeah. Where do you, and he goes, hey, and so what would you like to do? Boom. You're done. Why? I don't expect, I expect you to lead me. I expect you to lead me. Spiritually, like, oh, yeah, go to church, whatever church you, hey, what church do you go to? Like, I'll, I'll go to church with you. What? You need to expect them to lead you spiritually. Guys, expect them to submit to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean? Expect them to go, hey, man, where are we going? I'm in all wholeheartedly. Where are we going? Oh, by the way, how are we going to get there? And are you going to take care of me along the way? And expect that to happen. See, we tend to have such low standards for the person that we date that we excuse them over and over and over again. Well, he's this. Well, he's kind of that. Well, she's kind of... Well, she's kind of Men, you confront her with something, and when she blows up drama queen, it's time to leave. Why? Because you're going to be the guy that she beats the adventure right out of you. You're going to be the guy that's never good enough for her. It's drama queen, drama queen, drama queen. Ladies, watch him with his mother. If he is a mama's boy and he's hanging out with mom and mom takes care of him and he does not pay for himself, if he lives with his mom, oh, got quiet. You know why? It's become acceptable to let someone else pay for you. If that is your standard, you will be ashamed. You will be. But here's the second piece. Proverbs 9, 8 says this. Reprove a wise man, he will love you. And then I did the lead and the build a little bit. The next piece is what we want to go to. Here's the obey first time. Expect them to obey first time. But guys, here's, here's big. This is really, 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 really big. Nobody obeys first time all the time. Nobody. That is not actually what you're looking for. That is not what you're looking for. This is what you're looking for. When you confront that man or you confront that woman, do they confess and repent? There's a lot of things in our lives. We're not there yet. We're not obeying first time. There's, there's change that needs to happen in our lives. Here is the big, huge monster test. When you go, hey, babe, it really hurts when you talk to me like that. Do they not, do they go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Then they just keep doing it. Oh, I'm so sorry, sorry. It's because of the way I grew up. Oh, it's, so, it's because I was mad. Oh, it's because you did, right? That is not confession, and that is not repentance. Confession and repentance is, oh, I'm responsible for hurting you. I did that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. I'm going to go talk to my life group. I'm going to go talk to God. I'm going to go back to the Word of God. I'm going to go to anybody and everybody. I am going to change that. And I'm responsible to change that. You're not responsible to change me. 
This is it. This is the big test. You want to find this person? You want to find the person who will lead you? You want to find the person who will follow you? You want to find the person who will love you? You find the person that is wise. Now, they may just be early on this journey, and so there's a lot of God's word they don't know yet. But when they see they've done wrong, they take responsibility for it, and they turn around, and they go in the opposite direction. That's wise. You may meet somebody that, man, they can talk Bible to no end. They talk to you, and you're like, oh, they must be really close to God. They know all these verses. They say words I never heard before. But you confront them, and they're, they're explaining to you why it's okay, and they're explaining to you why. No, 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 no. No, I'll take that person every day. How do you find the right person? Trust the right person. Be the right person. And then expect them to be the right person. Treat them that way. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Such a simple principle. I know in its outworking, I know it can be tough. I know in its outworking, it's emotional. But help us, help especially those who are in this process to realize that getting hurt is actually a really good thing. It's a big part of this. There's no way that you discover a person's character without the both of you getting hurt along the way. That's how you discover their character. Lord, help us to grab a hold of this. Help us to grab a hold of the fact that you're not afraid of pain. You don't run away from pain. You don't think pain's bad. You think it's good. It's how, oh wait, it's exactly what you said, Jesus. The way you develop characters, you go through trouble and the trouble produces perseverance and perseverance produces character. And then there's this love that comes from you. Lord Jesus, I pray for our church, I pray for our people, I pray for each person here who's someplace on this journey. that they would trade in their way for your way. In your name we pray. Amen. So, we know that it's, it's clear that we will give away our beauty and our strength prematurely so that we can feel loved. We've, we've experienced that. But what Jesus says, he comes along and he says, no, 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 no. I can complete you. I can make you whole. I can give you joy. Just surrender to my love. Surrender to my love. So as the band plays this next song, I want to invite you to stay seated at the beginning and interact with Jesus. Surrender to his love. Find joy in him so that you can give it away and find passion in a marriage.